welcome to Vision Sunday. Amen. Yeah. Welcome to Vision Sunday. And um, I'm very excited. We actually are calling this season Vision Season. Um, this weekend was Vision Weekend. And yesterday we spent time as servant leaders just praying and uh, strategizing about the new year, uh, praying over ourselves. And um, every uh, servant leaders are the people who make. Um, one city happen. The people who give their time, talent, their treasures, people who help in the building of the local assembly, who make um, the facility work, the, they are part of the creative team, you know, teams and departments, servant leaders. Um, I don't like the term church worker or volunteer. Um, I believe that as part of our local assembly, we are building the kingdom of God here on earth in our own expression. So we use the term servant leaders. Glory to God, one city. Okay, so my name is Jesse Dan Yusuf, and I am privileged to serve as the lead pastor of One City Church. Uh, what we'll be doing at Vision Sunday is basically we believe that without vision, people will perish. Um, you need to know where you're going. I believe that once you gain clarity, and once you hear and you're able to discern not just, the word of, not just the voice of God, but the word of God over your lives, over our lives. I believe that we are to run that race effectively. Do you understand? And vision is what will carry us. Amen? Vision is what will carry us. So we dedicate a period of time, specifically in the beginning of the year, to discern what is the will of God for this family. What is the will of God over our lives corporately and individually so we spend time doing a 21 day fast and we end with what we call vision sunday and we cast vision for the year that's what vision sunday is about but before we go further how many of you have been blessed by our pastors preaching pastor eva preached powerfully last week how many of us yes then week before that pastor michael can we just honor them preach beautifully on the theme of becoming light. So can we open, can we stand as we read our text for the year from Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. Father, I pray that you speak to me, through me, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me have your seat. Um, if any of you, have, if you've flown in to... Um, Any city at night, depending on the city, why are you guys laughing? Depending on the city, it's beautiful depending on the city, right? Like the, what would I call it? The skyline of the city, do you understand? Especially at night. Now, uh, um, has anybody flown into a city and they took light? Or just you're watching and you know, it can be interesting to see. 
And if you're privileged to travel outside the country and you, you're probably landing somewhere in the night, um, especially more developed countries or developed cities, the skyline is usually very beautiful. The view from the top is usually very, very beautiful. You'll be seeing all the city lights, right? Do you know, I've learned that as cities progress, that they have become more intentional in something they call nocturnal architecture or lighting architecture, where they design cities or buildings, right, to reflect light in a beautiful way. So lighting is not just because there is place to put bulb now. Do you understand? It's part of the aesthetic, not just of buildings, but some cities have actually taken it seriously. So an example of a city, they call the City of Lights. Who knows what I'm talking about? City of Lights is called? Paris. I don't know. City of what happens in Vegas. But, okay, for instance, Las Vegas, right? We know it has all the lights and the rest, right? If you see pictures of um, cities like Japanese cities, you see all the neon signs, right? Um, every city has its own DNA, so to speak. But I was very interested in it, and I was, I'll probably go back to study a little bit about that, but I'm seeing that more and more cities are intentional, and even architects are intentional about what we call nocturnal architecture. That they build with the intention that light is part of the aesthetic, right? Now, I don't know about you, but when I started, um, when I moved fully into Abuja in 2013, and I was learning how to drive through the city. How many of you have missed a turn and you just found yourself in Zuba? You know, <laughs> you know. One of my friends, when I was complaining about trying to, till today, I am still, I still find it difficult navigating CBD, Garki. I find it like central area, Garki, like, I don't, anything that has area something in it, <laughs> I don't know how to navigate that. So I'm always with my Google Maps, always. But one of my friends told me this thing. He said, if you want, he said, Jesse, what I'm about to tell you, it may not make sense, but it makes sense. He said, if you want to find your way around Abuja, just keep going, you'll find yourself at the other side. And I was like, are you mad? Like, but it makes sense. I told Poashino, and he, because I was his boss, then he could not tell me, am I mad? But he looked at me that way. This is like 2017. But like a year later, he was like, bro, this thing works. Like, if you just keep going, you find yourself on the other side. And you know, uh, um, you start learning about the city, you start learning how to navigate, you now start learning that there are some roads you don't pass in the night. Abby, There are some places you don't um, slow down. You, even if there's speed bumps, you fly through that place. Who knows what I'm talking about? Like, until some, some certain streets or roads became safer when they installed streetlights, right? Um, for instance, 
if you've ever used the Edu, um, is that what's called the ring road? The, the Edu Airport Junction road. Like, guys, before, I don't know how many of you remember that there were speed bombs there. And there were no light. So you just see somebody come and just say, oh, God, if you attend to this one, someone is breaking into your glass. Do you understand? They are jacking your phone, something, until they installed street lights and um, it became relatively safer. Do you understand? It's not interesting that just by the installation of something, do you understand? Even if it's not in code safer, there is a perception of safety. Do you understand? Just because there is light somewhere, do you understand? That people have a sense of what? Safety. Just because they installed street lights, that there is a sense of safety. So not just because there are um, bad eggs, you know, trying to gain what's not theirs, but um, there are fewer accidents, right? Um, there's just this sense of safety because more people can see clearer just because there are straight lights. So lights, as you know, as we're going through this series, lights, we see that it gives what clarity, but it also gives protection, right? And if it's light that comes from fire, it also brings warmth to a cold place, right? I don't know if you grew up in Joss, and Joss is one of the coldest places in Nigeria. And one of the coldest I've experienced is 20, 2006. I mean, like, literally, people died. Um, my dad used to make me wash the car in the Hamatan, and I would boil water to wash car. And I would still kit up and use hot water and stick. And because, guy, I mean, people literally died, I mean, because of they didn't protect themselves enough. So what we used to do in our home then, we used to burn um, charcoal in the small parlor. And people now ask me why I love tea so much. It's from my growing up in Jaws. You know, I'm, I'm half British too as well, but like, <laughs> no, but, so, you know, just to keep warm, it's just, it's a habit that has, you know, stayed with me. But fire also brings what? Warmth. Light brings warmth. So when the Lord says to his disciples, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill, it cannot be what? Hidden. These are not idle words. These are not motivational words. Are you with me? He's not trying to ginger you to do something. He was dialing back to a prophecy that was made long time before, like we learned about three weeks ago when I taught on this, that Isaiah the Lord spoke to Isaiah and said the nation of Israel, speaking to the nation of Israel about and also the coming Messiah, that it is too light a thing that the salvation of God will come just to the tribes of Israel, but it will come to the nations of what? The earth, the nations of the world. So Jesus, 700 years after Isaiah, he shows up and he's saying, you are the light of the world. You are a city that is set on a hill and you cannot be hidden. And I was reading this text again and I just realized something. The Lord says you are a city set on a hill. 
One of the things I've been discovering in the New Testament is this, from Jesus to the apostles, they start teaching us about where we are in Christ before they start asking things from us. Do you understand? So he says, you are the light of the world, and he says, you are a city set on a hill. So our relationship with Christ first is first positional. Amen. So he places us on the hill. The psalmist says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord except the one with what? Clean hands. Except the one that is righteous. Except the one that, is, that has a pure heart. Who has clean hands and a pure heart? None. None of us. Except the Messiah. So in him, we ascend the hill of the Lord. Hallelujah. So Christ is seated in heavenly place. Hallelujah. Christ is seated far above all principalities and power. He's seated be, be, beside the Father. Glory to God. And in him, hallelujah, we are seated. You are the light of the world. John 8, he says, I am the light of the world. Matthew 5, he's saying, you are what I am. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill. So our righteousness, hallelujah, comes from who we are in him. Our, our, our identity comes from who we are in him. So all of Christian living, it starts from where? In Christ. It starts from what? It starts from our position in Christ. So there's the positional righteousness and there's pragmatic righteousness or practical righteousness. Or practical righteousness is now, or pragmatic righteousness is now living what we are in him. So it's not interesting that he says, this is who you are. But he's now saying in verse 16, this is Matthew uh, 14, he says, you are the light of the world, the city set on a hill, you cannot be hidden. Verse 16, he now says what? Let your light shine. Let your what light what shine. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. Hallelujah. You are what? The light of the world. You are the city set on a hill. So all of Christian living is just constantly looking to who we are and whose we are. Hallelujah. All of following Christ is looking toward who we are in Christ and whose we are. We belong to God. He is our Father. In Him, we are everything that is in Christ is for me. Everything that belongs to Christ, the Bible tells us we are co-heirs with Christ, that we share in the inheritance, that we are, uh, 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 yes, we are co-heirs. We enjoy the inheritance that has been given to him. Glory to God. Anything we do now is to just show who we are in Christ Jesus. Glory to God the highest. So the light that we shine is not the, we are not the source of the light. He in us. He in us burns bright. Hallelujah. And the degree to which the, the world enjoys our light is the degree to which we let our light shine. So our light is basically Jesus alive in us. Glory to God. Now there's something I want us to understand one city. There are some persons that want a Jesus but don't want a supernatural, the supernatural side of him. Because they feel it's too, it's too um, otherworldly. That's good. 
They feel it's too, it's them. It's too mystical. I want you to understand that you believe in someone you've not met. You believe in someone that died 2,000 years ago and he rose up from the grave. So, how can you be a Christian and not believe in the supernatural? So Paul was correcting the Corinthian church basically about the spiritual gifts and he said concerning spiritual gifts I don't want you to be uninformed or misinformed or unaware or I don't want you to be confused about these things but permit me to just borrow that line and say concerning spiritual realities one city I do not want you to be unaware amen you know why because Jesus Isaiah prophesied, he said the people, when the Messiah comes, he says the people that have seen a great light, he says they've been under darkness. Isaiah 60, he says, arise, shine for the light, um, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. He says, for darkness shall cover the earth. Darkness is not just the absence of light. In darkness, there is chaos. Darkness is also the manifestation of ignorance. In darkness, there is a government that thrives. The government of the antichrist or the, the the satan the shaitan do you know what satan is not his name is a title do you know it is a title it means the accuser are you with me so in the darkness it covers a governance a, a government called the kingdom of darkness where satan and his minion they formed hierarchies and they have an agenda the agenda is to get as many people to stay in rebellion, in opposition to God. He knows his time is short. So what does he do? He's moving around, prowling like a lion, looking for who to devour. He has come, his agenda is simple, to kill, to steal, and to what? Destroy. It's not beyond these three things. So in the darkness... Unfortunately, Christians, I mean people who are born of God, don't know some, I mean like spiritual realities. Now, I've told you before, <laughs> concerning spiritual warfare, open it to me. Concerning spiritual warfare, there are three kinds of people. There are people who are, <laughs> there are people who are uninformed, right? They are uninformed. They believe in Jesus they know there's a, there's a shaitan. I like saying it that way. They know there's a devil. Do you understand? They know there's an accuser. But there's just this unawareness that they carry. The second level is a group of people who are too interested in the demon world. They know the hierarchies. They know the names. They will tell you that Lucifer, have you heard these testimonies that was second in command in Lucifer? Yeah. How many people have been second in command in Lucifer? Has it not occurred to you that he's the father of lies? You can't be the second in command. He lied to you. <laughs> I beg, let there be light. Are you with me? How many times since we were born? different people second in command I'm from different nations so. he's, a, he's a player are you with me in one city 
please hope we are still recording audio. This message is very important. Amen. So the third group of people are the people who are aware of spiritual realities, right? But they put on the whole armor of God and they recognize that in Christ we have victory. Hallelujah. In Christ we have victory and now we enforce the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Do not be um, unaware. There is a devil, there is an enemy that needs to be told and shown that he has been defeated. Are you with me? So, Ephesians 6, Paul tells us that our enemy is not people in the flesh. He is what? A governance of people that are in this present darkness. Sorry, not people, demons. Rulers, principalities, powers that are what? This present darkness. So there is a darkness, and in that darkness, the enemy thrives. Now, the enemy knows he cannot gain, he cannot get your salvation. He knows what you have, but he will do everything you he, he will do everything in his power to make sure that the child of God does not walk in the inheritance that Christ has for him. So that's why you need light. So earlier in the same Ephesians, Paul prayed. He said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding. Oh, Jesus. He says the eyes, from translation, say the eyes of your heart will what? Will be, you, uh, so, uh, uh, I think the NLT says it will be flooded with light. So light is also what? Revelation. It is clarity. Hallelujah. Have you been in meetings, worship sessions, or prayer sessions, privately and corporately, where you just start worshiping the Lord and you just gain light? You just, it's as if something lifted you from the physical and you just, you're somewhere else and you just, ah, this office matter. Solved. The whole week you've been wondering how do you've been hitting your head on the wall, wondering, but just in the presence of light. His word, hallelujah, flooding your heart. So my prayer is that one city, because the journey of the believer is progress. Are you with me? You will fall down seven, we stand up eight. The journey of the believer is progress. It is progress. We go from glory to glory. We grow from strength to strength, from victory to victory, from faith to faith, from light to light. The path of the righteous is like what? And it goes from, from like dawn until the mo- to the sun, to, the, uh, 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 to noon, to day. Hallelujah. So, I don't care if you've been born again 20 years, 40 years, 50 years. You've not come this far to just come this far. There is more. Amen. There is more. So, our duty this year, my prayer is that everybody in one city, we're pursuing light. We're pursuing clarity. We're pursuing revelation individually and as a family and corporately. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do, it's not because, in quote, you don't know what to do. What you need more than anything is light. Hallelujah. Is light. Is light. Hallelujah. Not yet. 
So I asked you at the beginning of the year, what do you see? Can you remember? The following week I asked you, what are you speaking? Because when the Lord invites us into his presence, he often shows us things, right? Through his word, through his son. He tells us things through his word, through his son, in the place of prayer. And we, it's our duty to document that because the Lord tells us to write a vision down, make it plain, so that those who read it may run with it. So I asked you, what do you see? He asked um, Zechariah the same question. He asked Jeremiah the same question. What do you see? And I kept asking the same question all through the 21-day fast. The following week, I asked you, what are you speaking? Because the Lord said, let there be light. And as co-creators, we share in that DNA of also speaking the word of God. Amen? Bringing order by faith in the word of God in chaos. So today, I'm going to ask you something because this is the last episode of Vision Season and it's Vision Sunday. The question I'll ask you, not just what do you see, let me ask you, what are you blind to? Let me explain. How many of us have seen racing horses? Right? They wear, they put those masks over them. You know what those things are? They're actually called blinders. And the function of the blinder is to make the racehorse blind to what's happening beside him, blind to distractions, blind to the crowd. So he's running his race. Did I say his? It's race. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So a racing horse, it acts as if I say it, a visor, will that be far-fetched? Let's leave it as the blinder. But basically, it blinds what? A horse from what? Distractions. So as much as I've asked you from the beginning of the year, over the past five weeks, what do you see? I'm going to ask you now, what are you going to blind? What distractions will you be blind to? What distractions will you be blind to? Because, guys, <clears throat> this thing that we call mobile phone, it connects us to the world, but we know it distracts us from our devotion to our Lord and Savior. Not just the mobile phone. There are friends we know we should stop hanging out with. Not because we are better than them, but because the Lord has asked you to do something and you don't need that level of distraction in your life. So people that will say, can we meet in so-so and so please? But because, in quote, you no one judge them. Do you understand? And you know that if you take one sip, you will need a designated driver. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What are some destructions you, you're blind to? Some of you need to... Because I believe, I want to believe the Lord has spoken to everybody in this house. I really want to believe so. And as the Lord has spoken to you, and as you've documented that, it's time to run 2024 knowing that you will win and not be pulled by every form of distraction. Once you are you with me? This is not the time to be distracted by people. This is not the... The, the time to be distracted by new things. 
Have we heard of the shiny object syndrome before? Basically, it's this syndrome where people are attracted by the latest new thing, the latest popular pastor, the latest new church. <clears throat> You're a businessman or a business person. <clears throat> you said you want to start um, music production. Next thing you see on um, you see an ad on YouTube. How I how I became a millionaire from Babin. You say today now I, I want a bab. You say okay. Tomorrow, oh na nails I they do now. Can 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 you just? Do you understand? Then there are sins we need to be intentionally killing in our lives this year. Because light, as much as we, are, we have that as a status, as who we are, as our identity, I told you about the practical or pragmatic part of the faith. So there are things we will need to get rid of. You need to practice not responding in anger. You need to practice turning off your data before you go to bed. Some of you may need to even just switch off your phone. Nobody will die, don't worry. <laughs> or at least, don't put it under your pillow. Do you understand? Put it on the nightstand or something. So, setting small, small things just small, small things that, will, that lead us into our former life. The Bible tells us the Lord has transformed us. He has transferred us. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light so that we can express the marvelous light of God. He says we are the children of the light now, so we must walk in the light. Glory to God. So one city here, I'm excited eh, for the things the Lord will do on the outside. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know the Lord. See, I don't want, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't need to stand here and make prophecies about the Lord will, 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 will lift you and get you new jobs. See, it is yours already. It is yours because in Christ we have received every spiritual blessing. That's what Ephesians 1 tells us. It is yours if I say it, I'm only repeating what the Bible says, but I believe the Lord is also saying that light is not just what the nations will see, but they should see that the light is working in you. As simple as being kinder in your office, people will notice. Because there's light in you, now you can forgive. Hallelujah. You don't hold, you don't tie things to your chest. I don't even get the light of God has flooded the darkness out of you. Lust, selfishness, greed, self-aggrandizement, all these things that are not of God, the light is flushing it out. So everything that, see, all the external blessings, it is yours already. It is yours already. And we will continue discovering them. I have no problem with that. The path of the righteous is from light to light. But I'm saying... Let us not just gain worldly promotions and within, the Lord is not applauding us. Am I speaking to a people? So light must work within 
and on the outside. It must work within and on the outside. I'm going to share two more things and then I'm going to share what I believe the Lord is calling us to. Let me, let me look for that. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians three eighteen. I don't know how many people went to Sherry Hills leadership training. Did anybody you did? Really? Anybody here? You did like the whole mountain climbing up selling. You did the whole um, maps thing. Are you serious? Anybody else? Sarah, you did this. Oh, FOS, of course. You did as well. I don't know if you guys can remember. There was some, well, our instructors, our group. So basically, in Sherry Hills, Joss, Sherry Hills is one of the highest points in Nigeria. Uh, so there's a leadership training school there. All kinds of people go there. Um, institutions, secondary schools. I was privileged to go there as a prefect in because um, I was a preference command just. And um, we went, um, I mean, military people go there, all kinds of people. It's, it's amazing training. Some people spend a month. We spent a week. How long did you guys spend? More than a week. Sarah, a week. Yeah, a week, yeah. So in the, they teach you how to read maps, right? Can you guys remember? How to read maps, everything. And you're supposed to group you guys, and you're supposed to find points on this map. And basically, first to reach a particular camp, right, and um, return the next day. Apparently, a lot of people have gotten missing in those, um, well, I call them expeditions. Uh, so one of the rules, I, I, just, I just remember, they said if we get missing and it's too late in the night. So this is, not everybody has phones, do you understand, and everything. They say if we get missing. We should just make sure we can see light somewhere. That's and it's in the night. And go towards the light. <laughs> because of the insecurities. I don't know if they will still <coughs> be doing stuff like that. Anyway, I just remember that. So Second Corinthians three eighteen says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. We are being what? transformed into, into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is spirit. One thing, I'm going to leave you with these two things that will share what I heard for the year. Beholding and becoming. Beholding and what? Becoming. I want to encourage you, if you've not listened to Pastor Eva's message, um, go back and do that. If you want to become more like Christ, you have to continually look to Christ. But it's not a glance. Do you understand? You're not glancing at him. What does behold mean? Consistent focus. But it's not just consistent focus. It is intentionally absorbing what you're seeing. Beholding it. So that you would be transformed. Every day the Bible comes alive for me as a parent. Because I start to see our two-year-old imitate us. 
So we have been consciously telling ourselves, be careful what we do in front of her. Be careful with what you say in front of her. That's why some of you have not been to our house. Anyway, so like... <laughs> I'm joking. Nah, joke. Nah, joke. Nah, joke. Nah, joke. Nah, joke. Okay. But beholding. What are you beholding? The glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. And as we behold, we do what? We become, we are being transformed into the same image. What you're seeing, you are becoming. As you behold, you become. So as we look to Christ, I see the Lord is patient. And I say, okay, Lord, by your spirit, I'm going to be patient. As I look to the Lord, I see him exercise compassion. Then I say, okay, Lord, I will start exercising compassion. As I look to him, he's transforming me. Are you with me? One of, in, in my last year of uni, <clears throat> I can't remember which of the strikes, but... Um, one of my friends had a bet. <clears throat> I don't know how many of you can remember the Wolverine. Um, I think it's Wolverine Origins, X-Men Wolverine Origin movies. And it's one of those films that Hugh Jackman actually bulked up. I don't know if you guys know the film I'm talking about. He actually bulked up. And I just, ah, I'm a guy. I jokingly said, by the time we come back, I'll be like this. Jokingly. And the guy was like, I swear not. You know guys, though. We like to compete. You know if you don't have, and I was like, eh? How much you go bet? 50K, 50K of 2000, um, 2010. Um, <laughs> he said, if you come back, I'll go give you this 50. I was like, guy, are you sure? He said, I swear. Okay, it's okay. Luckily for me, during the strike, I found a full set, you know, local gym. Just behind my house. And you know those guys then grab. Do you understand? Oh, God. And I said I want to, to, to learn. I remember one of the guys' name was Gori. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I have 50K to it. And, bro, they worked me. So, obviously, I don't have Hugh Jackman money to look like him because his diet to do you understand? I don't know if he did chop and semo <laughs> to not look like you Jackman. But basically when I went back to school, I was ripped. Like he didn't give me obviously the money, but that's why I'm still like in good shape. But like um, what I kept on seeing was just that image of what Hugh Jackman. And I watched an interview of Hugh Jackman saying the person that trained him for that role was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So I'm, I'm making a point that even if um, those of us who dream or something, sometimes your instructor will tell you to show your dream body. What is, am I making, who knows what I'm talking about? The, what is your dream body so that they are working towards that image? Right? So even on earth, there's this, there's this practical example of working towards a mental 
picture. Now spiritually, as we look to the word of God and we see Jesus in all his glory, in all his beauty and splendor, Paul is telling us we should constantly look to him, behold him. And I want you to, do you know what you behold you become? Just look at the rise of um, cosmetic surgeries. And not just any kind, some particular body parts because of certain influencers. Am I lying? So what you behold, you become because you start to interpret that as your truth. So the safest place to be is in the will of God. The safest person to become is like Christ. So we behold him then we are being transformed from one image from one, into the same image of Christ, from one degree of glory to another. God has made us perfect in him, but he is perfecting us as we behold. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Were you blessed this morning? Were you blessed this morning? So we behold Jesus. We look to him so we can look like him. We look to Jesus so we can look like him. Hallelujah. One city, I want you to understand that God, see, you are here for such a time as this. You are here for such a time as this. God has placed you here so that you can be a light to Abuja, light to your neighbors, light to your workplace. Hallelujah. You're not an accident. God has a plan for you. His plan is to be light in nations. So what we do every Vision Sunday is we cast vision about what will be coming up, right? Events, projects, programs, uh, reminding ourselves about why we do what we do. Amen. There's our anchor text in the message. Okay. It says, here's another way to put it. You are here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I am putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine! Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Please go back to 14. I just love the way Eugene Peterson interpreted you are the light of the world. He's um, a city set on a hill. He says, you are bringing out God's colors. And what, do you do, what happens when you put white light through a prism? It brings out the spectrum of light, the rainbow colors. Do you understand? So Christ shining in us brings out the spectrum of light of Christ. Hallelujah. So, let's go back to the presentation. So again, welcome to Vision Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, again, I established that Vision Sunday is the day where we seek to know what the Lord has in store for us as a family. And um, I'll be sharing a couple of things. So let's go to the next slide. Our story um, starts where <clears throat> about um, five years ago. In 2018, we started out as a small community called the Tribe Assembly. And we were gathering, and um, first in my office, then as word started spreading, we started to gather around 
gather in um, restaurants, different places, uh, cafes. We had an amazing time. Um, that 2018-2019. And 2019, we now started meeting regularly on Thursday nights. And then, by God's grace, we now started meeting Sunday mornings and Thursday nights. And by the grace of God, we grew, we survived the pandemic, <laughs> and then we moved into the tent. Those of most of us know the tent, our former space. And just after um, our fourth celebration, I believe the Lord started to speak um, to me that our season was done, but I'm not one to just follow what is in my head. So um, I waited it out. I continued to pray. And just when we started our second fast for the year, September 2022, it came so clear on the first day of the fast that our season at, one, at the tribe assembly was over. Now, <clears throat> what the Lord was showing us was from John 17. <clears throat> Sorry, please. And I shared with Eva. Eva was like, guy, <laughs> I cannot, when I wanted to marry you, you not say you're a pastor. Um, now we, we started this thing. We are doing this thing. We've done four years. Now we are pastoring. You're saying we should start our own. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. So we prayed about it. And the Lord gave confirmation through various people, various people. So, the instruction was to step out of the tribe assembly. But by the mercies of God and the grace of God, having an interaction with our former pastors, they recognized that we were also pastoring a people and we could not abandon them, right? They said, we, they bless us and they release us. Guys, I don't know if you know stories of transition in churches. It can be very, very dramatic. But God showed us mercy. Hallelujah. And I, I will always celebrate that. Always celebrate that. So we ended our gathering as the tribe assembly on the December 18th, or was it 17th, 2021, 2022. And then on the 1st of January, 1st of January, 2023, we had our first vision Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So praying from John 17. Let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> Praying from John 17. Mark, is this being streamed as well? Yeah. Praying from John 17. Um, so John 17 is called the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And basically, Jesus was praying a very personal prayer. It's as if somebody, imagine your deepest prayers. And somebody had an audience to it. Just the conversation you're having with God. And your deepest prayer is, the, if not, I'll say it's one of the most recorded deepest prayers of Jesus. And he's praying for himself, his disciples, and the body of Christ. He's praying one thing. He said, Lord, give, restore to me the glory that I left behind. He said, the glory that you have given me, I'm not going to share with this ones you have given me. And he said, I'm praying that they are one, just as you and I are one. His prayer was for oneness. His prayer was for union, for unity in the body. 
Hallelujah. So through prayer, we came up with a vision. And it is this. To see everyone everywhere becoming one with God. Hallelujah. To see everyone everywhere becoming one with God. Glory to God. Now, also, just in the place of prayer, by then, the, the name One City Church had not really come. Um, this, okay, this is pre first um, January, pre-first January. But in the place of prayer, One City came, and this is our vision. So the ministry of One Movement, One Gospel Movement, that is birthed in One City Church, is also, um, we share the same vision, to see everyone everywhere becoming one with God. Our mission is to bring heaven on earth. In Abuja, as it is in heaven, is our constant prayer. God reconciling lost reconciling creation back to himself hallelujah and we are just part of that move of god glory to god and our pillars we have 12 pillars of one city jesus at the center people are our heart prayer is our lifeline we are led by the spirit passion drives us excellence is our standard generosity is our privilege honor is our culture servant leadership is our identity the word of god is our authority faith is our foundation Oneness is our pursuit. Hallelujah. I'm going to run through this thing. So, our journey so far. Amen. So, from 1st January 2023, we've had you know, an amazing time um, just in the presence of God. Powerful worship experiences and teaching. Let's go to the next slide. And then, from 1st of January to 1st of October, 40 weeks exactly, we hosted one con 2023 from John 17, 18. Hallelujah. And the theme was, no one else is coming. Basically, the Lord was impressing in our hearts that this prayer of oneness, of union, should be something that we are collaborating with him. That we are carrying this um, prayer do you understand? And running with it. Glory to God. How many of us were blessed by one con? So we had um, Apostle Emmanuel Iren bless us. Pastor Chingtok Ishaku. Amen. Amen. Uh, we had um, this Eva's dance is not one con. No. Is, is it? It is. It's not. It's the it's following Sunday. <clears throat> but the man um, praying over us is our spiritual father, Dr. Charles Ononiwo. He is the international chief coordinator, founder and international chief coordinator of Youth with a Purpose. Um, he has been our elder father, guardian, and he's praying and commissioning us, commissioning this house. Speaking about this, we are not, we did not land on earth like Carl L. Do you understand? We come from people. Do you understand? So we have an eldership that we submit to that you can report us to. Number one, Dr. Charles Anoniwo, Mrs. Caroline Udenye, who is Eva's mother, and Apostle Goodheart Ekweme. Amen. And um, these are people who have worked with the Lord for decades. We can trust their work, trust their story, and we have submitted to them and... Um, to show you also, like I said, we did not just land from the spaceship. We are submitted to these people. Glory to God. So um, that's the story so far. Let's go to the next slide. So we had a budget last year of 45.7 million naira. But by the mercies of God, hallelujah, can we celebrate? 
Clap hand for Jesus. Clap hand for Jesus. So, what we received last year was 24.9 million naira. Can we just honor that and celebrate that? So, this is how we were able to host one con, our operations, facility, <clears throat> and so many other things. Now, this budget, right, has been carried over into the new year because there are so many things that we are trusting the Lord for. There are things we still rent that we are trusting the Lord that we would love to own now. Amen? So if you're wondering why we're in this particular facility, <coughs> a large portion of this budget goes to our gatherings. A large portion, I mean millions of naira, goes to our gatherings. And our prayer this year, because last year the transition really, really affected our, not just attendance, but our giving, right? And um, we were not able to meet up with some things, particularly our rent for the facility. But we are trusting the Lord that this year, the Lord will establish us in the mighty name of Jesus. So, um, okay, let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. By the grace of God, we will publish on our website, do you understand, these things. So uh, by the grace of God, this year, we will publish um, some of these things in, even in greater detail. So what's ahead for us in 2024? What's ahead for us in 2024? Next slide. So our theme this year, from Matthew 5, 14 to 16, is becoming light, which I just preached from. Hallelujah. And we see becoming light expressed in three ways. Number one, in our identity in our impact and also in influence. Jesus says that a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So this introverted Christianity thing that we are doing, 2024, do you understand? Let your light shine. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh. Amen. Oh. There are no introverts in heaven. No. It's true now. Everybody's worshiping God. So this thing, they say, I'm just a shy person. May the Lord help us. Amen. So let's go to how... So um, this will be taught practically um, in, you know, primarily in our preachings on Sundays, but um, in, in various ways, this theme will be expressed through different programs and different projects. So let us go to uh, our major program in 2024. So again, we are hosting OneCon 2024. Hallelujah. And our theme this year is what? Can we say it together? Hallelujah. And inspired by the same Matthew 5, 14 to 16. United City is, um, the, is going to be a worship expression of our worship team. And we intend to host a couple of these um, expressions, these gatherings, worship gatherings um, for our worship team. Let's make it work is, um, there's other things we'll be doing as well, but we believe so strongly that this house, the Lord wants to equip us to build healthy homes, um, to build healthy marriages and be healthy parents. Hallelujah. So we'll be doing a lot of that and teaching. We have an Easter production by the grace of God that we're working towards and we have a Christmas production that we're working towards. 
let's jump to our major projects this year. So Garden City was a vision the Lord gave us all the way from the tribe assembly as far back as 2019 of a space where we will gather and it'll be a place where we gather to worship, but a place that we will also serve the body of Christ. And I'll share a little bit about that later, so just asterisks on that. Compassion, one city's compassion, is our outreach to the lost. Uh, pardon me, is our outreach arm of the church. So that's headed by um, Afaik Paren. And we have four projects under compassion, five projects, pardon me, under compassion. We have Compassion Bank, where we gather food and clothing items, right, to serve the people in the house, amen, but also people who don't have. So please, I want to say something. Don't be attending this church and you're in need and you're not expressing it. Please, is everybody with me? Don't be in this church and you have needs and you're not expressing it. At, is it at worst or at best? No. At worst, we'll say we don't have. Right? But let it be that at least we try. If you, particularly food and clothing, just these basics. Amen. So Afa is in charge of that. Just meet her and say, Afa, I don't get child. Do you understand? We'll gather yam. We'll gather palm oil. Gather matches, we gather caro, uh, and now at least do you understand? Just anything. I, I don't know if you get. We did that as the tribe during a um, pandemic. We did that. People who did not have food items, we vis we went around giving them. So please, if we cannot, we cannot. But let it be at particularly food and clothing. So that's what Compassion Bank is about. And now, if the Lord has blessed you in this house and you want to give right we do that as well as far collect and she disburses as the needs arises amen. amen so there's compassion back there's compassion for the north which is our outreach to missionaries in northern nigeria there's compassion for the free which is our outreach to um, prisons and we we had two outreaches last year amen so can we appreciate god for for that <clears throat> We have compassion for the city. During Christmas, we partnered with another church to, <coughs> to give um, food, to, to, to share food during Christmas, thanks to your generosity. Can we just appreciate God for that? So Compassion Bank, Compassion for the Free, Compassion for the North, Compassion for the City. And now we are launching another project called Elios. Elios is the Greek word for mercy. Elios is, the Lord gave me that word last year, to attend to addicts in the city. So we want to start by partnering with organizations to help rehabilitate at least one person in this coming year as, you know, our church grows and as our um, resources increase. But we want to achieve that because Abuja is a scary place. Amen. And we cannot be in this place and people are suffering. We will be light in Jesus' name. Amen. So then I'll come back to Vision Builders. Now, next slide. Garden City. Can we read the small line? Okay, one more time. <laughs> Image. I think in which they'll put rend um, rendition or something. 
But basically, this kind of like the vision I have for the place, a place of worship, right? But a place where people can just gather and have other creative outlets. Um, we're really trusting the Lord for this. And we're praying. Can you partner with us, number one, in prayer? We have an opportunity before the end of 2024 to own a space. And now the person has told us to get back to her by September. Please, one city, I really want us to, 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 to pray for this. So here's my prayer. That at one con 2024, Glory. hallelujah, at our first birthday, I will stand on stage and I will say, guys, this place is ours in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Next slide. So our priorities this year. Um, please don't look at the second line. I think it's not. We are prioritizing the first more than the second. But discipleship is priority. You get me? Yes. In no particular order. Particular. <laughs> sorry. Discipleship is in particular order. But anyway, you guys get the point I'm making. So venue, I've mentioned that. One City Institute is the discipleship and education arm of our church. Amen. And I want to teach beyond the Sunday to Sunday experience. And now we have the gift of the internet and online platforms. So we're working with the members of institutes to create courses, content that will serve you in Jesus' name. Then we have streaming. Amen. We have a budget for streaming. We are working towards that. We want to own our own cameras, equipment, and um, just, you know, pursue also... Um, just have our own thing so that we can create content. Do you understand? These days, people are, anybody that has, can afford a mic, you know, has become a content creator and they are just, they are fighting. Should a man cook? Should a woman wake up by seven? Like, can we push for some Jesus content too? Do you understand? Edifying content. So, Little City is our um, children's church. I want to stress Little City. Is church is not daycare. We actually disciple the children. Our teachers create a year-long curriculum that will serve your children. Amen. And we intend that we will have more families that will grow here and more people will come and their children will be discipled in the word of God. We are intentional about it. So forget this little that you're saying here. It's not daycare. Do we take care of them for two hours? Yes. But I want you to understand, it's not a daycare service. It is a discipleship center. We are partnering with you, the parents. So I love what the, the Little City team, they send the curriculum to the parents. Abby? They send the curriculum to the parents. They send messages. Even me, the pastor, they send me emails and WhatsApp messages so that I'm aware of what's happening. So... As you guys marry and birth children, you have, you partner with us to build Little City in Jesus' name. And just yesterday, someone gifted us a Bible. So we are receiving all things that, you know, that can help um, children. We have TV. We want TVs. We want, um, just meet Pastor Eva or Chibuzo. So um, the last one, our online community. We recognize that there are many of us who um, 
in search of greener pastures have jappered. And <laughs> it was funny in my head. But um, we recognize that we have a community of people who were with us, you know, all the way from tribe and have found us online and want to plug in to community. So we want to be more intentional about serving them this year. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So let us go to our budget for the year. So this, by the grace of God, will be detailed even further on our website. Amen. So this comprises of um, all sorts of things. Our creative team, we want to own certain things. Um, um, uh, worship team, want to buy better equipment. Want to record um, albums. Um, our conference that is holding this year. Uh, what else? Administrative things. We want to hire more people to help with certain things. Uh, what else, Pastor Eva? Little City media stuff. We will detail all of this by the grace of God on the website. But this is where our budget has landed on. Last year was 45, right? But because of economics, if you want, I'm not going to explain myself. Because of the economy, basically, a lot of things have gone up. So this is excluding the facility we are praying for. So that's why I put Asterix facility to be communicated because, right, the owner of the place has said we should just be patient till September. Now, two things. We have to look for another space by the end of March, right? By the end of March. So that's why these things concerning the facility is still tentative. We'll still communicate that. So see here. We need your prayers and we need your support, right? So this comes to <coughs> the budget. Now, some people want to partner, but they want to know what they are partnering for. Let's go to the next slide. Now, we have a partnership ministry called Vision builders, right? These are people who say, I want to give above my tithes and offerings. I want to partner with you. Now, for instance, somebody um, was angry the other day because we did not have TV and he said, you are singing so many beautiful songs. I don't know the song. Take 400 grand buy TV. I like that kind of righteous anger. Do you understand? Somebody got angry the other day and was like, how much is your base combo? He went to go and buy. Do you understand? I love that kind of anger. Um, which other? Somebody was angry the other day. Somebody was angry again. How much is mixer? Take. I love it. So what we're going to do is as much as possible, right, itemize things. Because some people, they see, go back to that number again. Uh, um, the 41. They see this and just, they are just like, what can I do? And they are overwhelmed by this. So some people are like, oh, I can afford this now, 50K. Okay, I'm going to save towards this. I will work towards this. So what we want to do, do you understand what I'm saying? Is cover certain things. So for instance, even our seven leaders retreat, we're talking about we needed trash cans for something. Somebody just said, oh, I'll cover that. Because the need is communicated. But because of time, we can't go line by line. Do you get? So is it okay that I share with you guys do you understand? It will be a page and you'll see the things we need. Right? So some people also, even though some of them have job us now, some people are like, oh my God, One City Worship, we love your songs. 
I want to produce your album. Talk. You're not picking calls. Again. Turn to your neighbor and say, please pick your calls this year. Amen. Okay, so go back to Vision Builders. So Vision Builders provides an opportunity for anyone and everyone who calls one city home or wants to invest in our church's current and future projects. If you have a conviction to advance the kingdom of God through your financial generosity, we're inviting you to become a part of our community of Vision Builders. You are invited to be part of this vision this time more than ever to reach Abuja with the truth and love of Christ from Abuja to the ends of the earth. Amen. So we're going to have a form as well that will be going out tomorrow by the grace of God. Ini, please, let's make sure that happens tomorrow by the grace of God. Okay, there's a form. Also. Okay, it's going up now. Okay, awesome. So after this, it will go up, right? Awesome. So um, um, one more slide and then We'll be out of here. I really apologize, guys. So the next thing, which is the last thing, community, right? See, yes, kind of, we are almost a five-year-old community, but technically, we are four months old as One City Church. Amen? Amen? We have a lot of growing to do, and we want to be deliberate with community. Now, as your pastor, I cannot reach everybody, right? So there are various ways to do community. The primary way we do community is our Sunday gatherings. It's our Sunday gatherings where we gather here. We encourage one another and edify one another. The second is our open house where we gather during the week, which is launching this coming week, hallelujah, in homes around the city where we gather we pray and we um, share meals. We develop um, relationships and grow friendship as a family. Amen. So open house, that's the second tier. Then we do community through servant leadership. Because I cannot reach any, everybody, we ha I have leaders that are leading and serving teams and departments that um, you are able to interact with and pray with you, and check up on you. Do you understand? So I want to encourage you, please, don't be a loner this year. Then we are taking the ministry of One City Men and One City Women seriously this year. We had two retreats this year, and I'm excited for that. So at least for One City Men, we've agreed to do quarterly meetings, right? Sorry, guys. So please, eh, I want to encourage you. Somebody is asking, how do you be a member of One City Church? Anybody that can be a member of the kingdom of God can be a member of One City Church. However, if we are going to go beyond attendance, membership attendance, right, you will need to plug yourself into this. Please, eh, I want to apologize. If we've not done community well in the past year, on the past few months, I genuinely apologize. We are trying. We will do better in Jesus' name. But can I tell you that church is a two-way street? Amen? Church is a two-way street. There are people that have taken it upon themselves to serve people, to be loving, to show the love of God, to be light. And um, it's not just pastor to the pulpit. It is a two-way street. So please, if you be how Bible talker, if you be if you want to 
friends, show yourself friendly. Amen. Please don't just run to the car park. Hallelujah. Just at least introduce yourself to somebody. Again, that's um, how we do community. I would really want us to grow in that way, in Jesus' name. Can we bow our heads? I want you to just pray over what the Lord has shown you um, today. Everything that the Lord has shown us today. And the ones to worship come up. Just pray over everything that the Lord has shown us today. <clears throat> and here's my, I want you to do. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for you have provided. Say, thank you, Jesus, for you have provided. Say, thank you, Jesus, for you have provided. The second prayer is, I want you to ask the Lord, how can I be a part of what you're doing in One City Church? Do you know how you can give in One City Church? There are three ways you can give. Your time, your talent, and your treasure. So ask the Lord, how can I be part of the move of God in One City? And Father, I just pray for these, your people. In Jesus' name. I pray that you keep them in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you just lift your hands like you're receiving? And Father, I just pray for everybody here. Lord, bless them. We've entered a new month. Father, you have gone ahead in Jesus' name. Lord, as we round up vision season, I pray for even for, for more clarity over these people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you because 2024 is our best year yet in Jesus' name. You have gone ahead and 2024 was a great year. Lord, as we behold, we will become. Lord, for every person who is trusting you for open doors, for breakthrough, Lord, this year. Lord, I thank you because you are leading them along the right path. Let your word guard our feet. Let your word be a light unto our path. Lord, I pray that you flood the hearts, the minds, the eyes of the understanding of your people in one city. And our journey is from victory to victory, from glory to glory, from light to light. In Jesus' name we pray.